PlayStation had a state of play? Guardians of the Galaxy are avenging Marvel games? Don't, don't, don't do that. And just like that, Nintendo, you just, you just need to stop. Just, just please, just no. Until I hack the dino. Bad Nintendo. Hello everyone, it's me, your good friend Ben Rosenthal, the self-proclaimed master of excellence. And I'm here to talk about video games on what we call Hack the Dino's Gaming Cast, where we bring you the news of the past, present and future of video games. The man next to me, who's very rudely burping a lot. No, I just threw up on my mouth when you said the excellence thing. <sighs> wow. <laughs> so we, we had to have someone here to make lame dad jokes, and that man is Floppy Starrick. Let's go right now. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right, right now. now. Right here. I'm the 90s dude. I am the 90s dude. Hey, Brayden. Can you please bring down the... Hey, Brayden's back! Hello. Hey, how He's are a real life person again. I'm a human being. Oh. I'm feeling three-dimensional. Could you be fourth dimensional? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, like, go get me a burger from 1943? <laughs> just, just burger. Oh! Oh! You mean like that? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I meant. Uh, special effects from 1943. For those of you <laughs> listening to the podcast, Brayden just bent the physics of time. And the laws of time. Space, I think you mean. No, yeah. it's, it was time. I, I, will, I will actually do that action in four years. Mm. And it just came back. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, we're Hack the Dino. This is our gaming cast. We're here to bring you all the stuff that I said before when I repeated this section, but I've lost my way. So I'm frantically trying to read my run sheet so we can talk about stuff that we're actually going to talk about. Boring your way back. So tonight we've got uh, the 10 biggest twists in games coming up. We we've do. got... Uh, Coolest edition, collector's editions. Coolest collector's editions and some other news. But that... But, but, but before we get into all that, before we look at all that sort of stuff, it's that time, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, where we... Get you, yes you, to vote in the 2021 Hack the Dino Awards, or the, the Dinos, as I like to call them, just now. <laughs> do that. Oh yes, the 2021 Dinos. You know how people say Dinos? It's no, Dinos, don't. but we're calling them the Dino. Anyway, if you head on over to bit.ly 2021 Dino, you can vote on many a subject. Put a backslash such as in there too. Uh, yeah, bit.ly backslash 2021Dino. I believe uh, Braden will put it in the chat for everyone who's watching live. I'm on if it. not, you can also head on over to hackthedino.com where you can find all the things that we do. So our YouTube, our Twitch, our Instagram, um, that other thing that we're on now, which we really shouldn't be because we're 40-year-old <sighs> men. Uh, but I will also be putting a link there. So the competition, well, not competition, it's not a competition at all. <laughs> Vote now and you could win nothing. So for people that haven't done it before, what kind of things are they voting on? It's basically uh, uh, subjects such as things that I will talk about in Who's the best host? just a minute. Yes, best host, uh, no, best dino I've got there. Best dino? So best dino. So I'll, I'll just give you a, uh, so we've got most graphics, uh, remake of the year, indie game of the year, at least you tried, which is a game <laughs> game in name only. Uh, this is my favourite new segment: uh, best blue box games cock up. Uh, huh. Best best hack the dino, best console launch, game of the year. They're the, they're the things that you can so, vote on by simply heading on over to bit.ly backslash twenty twenty one dino to vote in this year's Dino Awards. <laughs> best fast car. Best real car. 
Fucker. Fuck. Real car. car. Real car. Best. Oh, best fast car. We should have done. But anyway, uh, floppy. Yeah, mate. What have you been doing with your hands? That is not appropriate for this show. That's there are right. Children watching specifically to do with video games. Oh, uh, possibly also not appropriate. Um, <laughs> those no, sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those I play. I finished Metroid Dread. Hey! I finished my first Metroid game. Uh, how, long, how long did it take you? Uh, okay, so I took fourteen hours to play an eight-hour game. That's all right. That's fine. It's not wrong Having way. said that, the last three hours of that was the final boss because I realised how much I suck at boss fights. Right. Uh, the last boss, the final boss. Uh, without giving too much away because I won't tell you who it is or why but they have three phases mm-hmm. so I got the pattern of the first phase then is it like an emo phase and then yeah <laughs> goth phase goth and, phase and, and then and grunge and then they grow up to be an accountant <laughs> yeah um, but no it took me I, I, I realised I learned the patterns but then I get a little impatient right <laughs> and then I get a little frustrated Ooh, that's cool yeah this game is brilliant like this game like so there's been talk about whether you should or shouldn't play this as a first Metroid game. Yep. By us. Before. By us before <laughs> and by other people in media and things like that. Um, as someone who has never played a Metroid game more than 20 minutes, this was great. Like This is absolutely phenomenal. I think the game itself is like so well built, so well designed. The gameplay mechanics, the, the whole act of going back and un- uncovering every other area once you've gotten sort of new weapons and stuff like that was uh, really well implemented with color coding of doors and things like that. Like it was just easy to understand what you had to do, uh, which is for me a big tick in the box because I would get, I get frustrated easy apparently. Um, I don't. I'm very level-headed. No, you don't. Um, How dare you say? <laughs> uh, the pacing was really, really good. Like for such huge maps that you're in each area, it's such a huge map. It really doesn't take long to get from one place to another because you move quite quickly, quickly and the levels are just designed so well that they're really fluid. Even though you are up, down and around and everywhere, it's just, yeah, it's really well designed. The music was great as well. I actually heard music. I don't usually hear music in games, which is why I'm so bad at Braydown versus the world. Um, the bosses were really cool. Weapons, the different weapons were awesome. And each time you got one, you they kind of they designed it that you had to use it a few times as soon as you get that upgrade. So you learn the button combinations quite quite quickly and quite well. And do you have to use that said weapon to defeat the boss at the end of the level? Uh, sometimes. sometimes. Or at least to get around different places to the end of the boss. Okay. Uh, and there was different uh, areas that are locked off called these uh, Emmys the, mm-hmm. or EMMIs. Mm-hmm. You're about to see one here. Um, each one of them sort of requires a different um, approach to get the weapon that destroys them. Is this them. an ice level? There is cold levels, there is lava levels, mm. there is different levels. But you upgrade your suit to be able to go into different areas. It's just, yeah, it is a really good game. It's made me want to go back and play other Metroids. Oh, really? Yeah, and they did a really good job at the start of giving you like a brief rundown of all the other last 30 years of games. Well, that's the thing. I think I mentioned it last show as well. I think just through random collecting and, and picking up things as I see them, I mm. think I actually own every single Metroid game. <laughs> How many of them have you played? Uh, not a lot. Not <laughs> a lot at all. You've played Metroid before though, but you, I know you're not a big fan of that style of game. Mm. And generally I wouldn't be either, but I would definitely recommend giving this one a shot because I think it's designed so well that the the frustrations behind a Metroidvania style game, the travelling back and forth, doesn't really become an issue. What really put me off when I saw the, this trailer, uh, whenever we saw it, mm-hmm. was the, the Emmys. Like, that high stress, anxiety driven, being hunted by a killer dog robot. Yep. Um, just 
I don't like being stressed while playing games. I like, you know, I'm an old man now. I need to relax. <laughs> so the good thing though is they're confined to a relatively small area. That's what we just saw on the footage on the screen. Yeah. Like it was a small little puzzle in a single screen yeah. that you had to work out. And once you worked that out, it left you alone. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so they, there are doors that they can't travel through. So uh, on the map, it even shows you where the, the ME area is. So you know when you're going to come up against one. Right. Uh, so it is stressful when they're after you because you can't kill them until a certain point. You just have to avoid them. Um, but yeah, well, also once you get the uh, the weapon that does take him out, it's not that hard to take him out. You just got to find a good place to do it. Right. So once again, little puzzle aspect to it. Cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a free demo now on the eShop, so I'm at very least going to download that. Definitely worth checking out. Absolutely. It was so good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back and 100% it anytime soon because I've got so much else. Well, it's to Nintendo, play. so there's really no need to. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you get a trophy or anything. No. But I really enjoyed being in that world. It was really cool. Right. Uh, the other thing I've been playing since finishing that was Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Ooga Chaka. Ooga Chaka. So this was my most anticipated game so far this year. This right. is the one I've been looking forward to the most. And so I was nervous going in because we all played Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yes. some, some people. Some people. Some people played Avengers. Some people played it more than others, Braden. Hey, hey, I finished it. All right. I played the demo and the demo did exactly what it was supposed to do it prevented me from buying it because it was trash <laughs> so when they said they went in they came out of avengers and made this and learned a lot from avengers they weren't lying yeah like that it is dead set a lot of fun um really well made is beautiful looking once again control schemes that are easy to get a handle of even though they're quite can be quite complex there's lots of prompts and slow down areas to allow you to sort of do the things that you need to do um it's really pretty it is a really pretty game. The banter between all the characters is fun. I really like it. I think it's well written. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the comic book writers uh, that did the story. Who was it? Yep. Can't remember his name. Brayden. I'm on it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I'm thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm probably about, I reckon I'm about an hour and a half in, two hours in maybe. Right. And yeah. How do a- you find the, like, is it too grindy? I've heard comments that it's grindy and that huddle, the team huddle thing that you have to do. Uh, I kind of like that. Okay. So you don't have to do it. You can do it in combat. Mm-hmm. If you think you, you've got a couple of teammates that are down and you want to regroup and sort of kick some ass, you call a team huddle. Mm-hmm. And they'll come in and they'll say a few things and you've got to try and read what they say as to whether how you, um, how you pick them up. Do you be a bit for- forceful? Right. Or do you go the other route, which was more sort of compassionate? And it's not too hard. It doesn't take very long. Here, here's one right now. You sort of look at the words that they've come up with and you can choose one way or the other. One way will get the whole team together and buffed up. Mm. But if you choose the wrong way, it just buffs you up. Right. But it revives them nonetheless. So I don't know how much the dialogue choices actually come into play because I haven't played enough of it yet. Uh, But I like them. They're fun. I chose not to throw Rocket across the ravine and he liked me for that. And Rocket scares me, so I don't want to pee him off. No, that's fair enough. So, Dan Abnett. Dan Abnett. What's he written? Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy. <laughs> oh, the actual Dan. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes, so, yeah, he yeah. wrote Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, he was one of the writers on a run of the comic, and yep. he's yep. coming to write the story. He he was responsible for their big revamp, which is their current team run yep. since mm. the mid-2000s. Yep. Um, and so, they obviously got a check of approval from him on hmm. their portrayal of his characters and their sort of take on it. Um, so that's cool. I, I think it's cool that they reached out to him to, you know, get his thoughts on it. The music. 
Mm. Oh my God, the music is amazing. Yeah. Now I streamed the first hour of this for Hack the Dino mm -hmm. and it was really easy. I went into the menu, I turned on streaming mode. It takes out all the licensed music and just plays original music that you can't get flagged for. And I thought that is one of the coolest bits of forethought in game design that I've seen in a long time because these guys want their game to get played. They, they need it to get played because of Avengers. It's so impressive that it's from Square Enix yeah. doing a, such an accessible mode like that. Like I think they did it for one of their their like E three direct or something mm. as well. And like that's just so nice and it thoughtful is. for you know streaming is basically free marketing for people nowadays. Exactly. Yep. So I think it would be more along the lines of we need more people to play our game and, and advertise it for us. Yep. Having said that, it's made it easy for people to do that, which is really... And it was literally going to the menu and you can flick it over at any time. God, that's excellent. It's so easy. It's so the, press if of the a second you finish your stream, you can instantly change flick it, back it back over, over and hear Motley Crue or something. Oh, there was one point yeah, you're flying the Milano in this area that you're trying to escape from it right now. And uh, so you're flying around, there's asteroids and bits of space debris coming out, and you're doing it to Hungry uh, Like a Wolf by Duran Duran. <laughs> it's so cool. Sure. You got Duran Duran, you got Aha, you got. Um... The soundtrack of this game is stacked. Uh, you yeah. can get it on Spotify, and they're releasing a vinyl of it. Yeah, oh, I'm God. getting the vinyl. It's got awesome. Tears for Fears on there. My God. It's, it's so good. So good. It is so good. Like, I, I'm having a lot of fun so with it. So, did it live up to your expectations? Because I know you and Braden were very hyped about it. Uh, so far, yes, absolutely. It is. It is going to be, I think, one of the most one of the most fun games I've played uh, this year. One thing I didn't say about Metroid actually was, at the moment, I think it is up there with my favourite game this year. Wow! Yeah, that's a big call. Do you know if other people like Metroid, they can head on over to bit.ly backslash twenty twenty one Dino and vote for it at our <laughs> Dino. Yeah, I'm going to be plugging that for the rest of the year. Sorry, plugging that like a bath. Um, something else I'd like to, oh, I don't know, not plug. It's more of a public service announcement. Uh, I'm going to talk about Nintendo Online and their expansion pack and the Nintendo 64 games. I haven't looked at this year. Now, yet. a little bit has gone out uh, about this this year. I'll just get a show and tell piece first. So, I got one of these bad boys. Ooh. Now, one thing I do like about this, that is an amazing display, pay, uh, display case. It really is, because you can actually see the product. So, when you take it out, there's like a, uh, a, a plastic... Um, just window? a sheet of plastic, yeah, window that actually goes across there, so you can get your uh, get your one out. I got two because I'm greedy and I need two: one for display and one for playing. Um, playing all the games on this, which I'll go into a little bit later, is a hundred percent the way you need to play Nintendo 64 online if you get it, because this is fantastic. Um, just for comparison, we were comparing them before the show. Yeah, this is really weird because I thought it looked smaller. So Floppy was convinced it looked smaller or didn't weigh the same. So that is the online, and that is an original one. It is Damn. legit. Easy to mistake one for the other, apart from the massive cord. Other than the cable, yeah. So it was, I originally was going to hit up um, a friend of the show, We Are Robots, who does amazing controller, custom controllers, and get him to swap some cases around. But then I realized, yeah, the online one has all the home buttons up there, yeah, as well can. as their sensor and <laughs> the rumble pack. So that's not happening. Not quite going to work. But do you need to? Do you feel the need to once you've got it? No. You've got it, no. This is exactly it's... like playing the 64 again. Um, yeah, I booted up a couple of games to play. Uh, if you've been watching me yammer on uh, over on my Instagram or whatever, I've been talking about um, uh, Ocarina of Time uh, on uh, on Nintendo Online. Uh, I'm just going to go... I'm going to go through my list because I wrote this list in a flurry. Uh, so if I repeat anything, um, you're used to it by now. 
Um, so Nintendo 64 games have always been traditionally hard to emulate. Um, it was only recently that I think people actually got them working okay on PCs and, oh, really? and other emulators. Just because there's something about the way they're made just makes it really, really hard to give that, that feel. Um, especially on, on CRTs, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, overall, I would say right off the bat, if you're not interested in Animal Crossing DLC and you can't get those controllers, which you can't at the moment, probably don't buy this um, expansion pack. Uh, yeah, the Nintendo 64 games are great to have, but you can see on the uh, comparison now, the Nintendo Switch one makes it all crisp and clean, whereas the Nintendo 64 original one uh, is a lot more, you know... Fuzzy. Fuzzy and, and rounded out. And this is the same... This is what games were like back then on CRTs. Like, games were designed to be um, rounded uh, and to have fog come down and, you know, stop pop-up and everything. Uh the Switch version, the Nintendo Online version, has uh, lifted all that fog and made everything sharp, and it just it doesn't look the best. I disagree. I think it looks better. Really? Yeah. Having said that, you've got that nostalgia's talking for you because it true. doesn't look like the one you fell in love with. True, true. Um, but even yeah, yeah, just not for me. See, me looking at that now, I like the grainy um, sort of. Vaseline lens this type. This is the first time I've seen a side-by-side. -side right. Ever. Yep. And? I, I prefer the, the crisp one. Okay, fair but enough. It's a personal choice. But. Something you may not like <laughs> is the lag and the delay. That would tick me off. Um, so there's a commonplace audio delay and there have been reports of graphical lag during online sessions, especially Mario Kart uh, 64. Uh, specifically, Nintendo have this, this really bad... I don't know what it is, but like they make everyone, if you're playing online, they make everyone catch up or downgrade to the slowest one there. So everyone has oh. to be at the same speed. So you're quite often sitting there until they uh, equalize everyone's connection to be the, the rubber same. rubber banding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Thank you. Um, and it sucks. It sucks hard. We're in Australia. We don't have the best internet there is. Um, reports I've read because I've not played that much online, but if you manage to get games with people in Australia, uh, Generally, it, it, it's okay, but you all remember the mess that we had with Mario Maker Two with the the f uh, the four people racing. Oh, and like if you had someone who had super fast internet and super slow, it just lagged. Same problem here. Um, now I've I've gone on about uh, the lost roundness because of the CRTs. Um, what I did find weird is on the NES and the SNES minis, there is a filter where you can put a sort of blurry filter over it to make it look like a CRT. You can get scan lines and stuff. Yeah. They don't have that option on on the um, Nintendo Online thing. Do you uh, use are, it? I would. Do you use it on the other ones? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, when I'm playing on a uh, HD, like this is a 4K TV we're watching on now. It's what I play it on. It's too crisp for me. Um, yeah. Uh, needs fixes, yes. I think you're right. Like They should have the option there because there's going to be people like you who have the nostalgia for it that want it. People like me who don't have the nostalgia for it will prefer the clean. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So you definitely... Might... Have the option in there, Nintendo. Put yeah, a filter and, on. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I'm no game programmer. I don't know how hard or how easy it is. Sure, it's a couple of presses of buttons. Yeah, right-click, save as. That'd be right, Brayden? 
I mean, it's just an uh, overlay over the top, basically. So, like... Just give us some cellophane or just something. Just a bloody overlay. Yeah, it, it should just come with... Here's a massive strip of cellophane that's got some Vaseline on it. What is a tub of Vaseline? You put that over your big 4K TV. Yep. You're right. Easy. Easy. Just smear Vaseline on your TV, man. Yeah. So if you don't have the controllers, the Nintendo 64 controllers, which, again, you can't get because Nintendo, once again, undersupplied and scalpers picked them up and they won't have any more until mid-2022. Fuck you, scalpers. Yep. Uh, the games need fixing. So we've already talked about Mario Kart 64, which I played. It wasn't horrendous, but there was certainly a little bit of lag there, especially mm-hmm. a game like Mario Kart where you do need to have, especially if you're jumping around corners, uh, you, you do need to have good uh, tight controls going through. Uh, Sin and Punishment has horrible delays uh, and the button mapping on Sin, of Pun- Sin and Punishment is bad. I should say for the pro controller. So on the Pro Controller, instead of the four C buttons you've got up top, mm-hmm. on your traditional Nintendo 64 controller, which uh, occurring of time, they were these buttons up here that you uh, mapped your um, uh, uh, items to. So like your, your DQ scrubs. So do you have to do multiple presses or something? No, you need to uh, use that on the right thumbstick on the Pro Controller. And that's just awkward because unlike these, which are a D-pad, Oh, so you flick it up right yeah, and left. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the the, the uh, Pro Controller isn't a D-pad, it's oh, an analog. None of the 64 games would use a second analog. No, stick, because no. they didn't have one. So that's mm. really awkward and doesn't make it really the best for playing, especially a game like Zelda where you need to be able to quickly, you know, if there's a fairy flying around, you need to be able to put your sword away, switch out, get a uh, bottle and, and scoop it up. I don't uh, think boss fights anymore. as well. We're much more inclusive in today's society. Oh, that was bad. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, like again, all these problems, not all these, majority of these problems are rectified if you can get the Nintendo 64 controller, which you can not. Do you reckon they'll bring out more? Yeah, oh, absolutely. They've said that they will, but they don't have the parts. Yeah. So was it that they didn't make enough or is it just that like they made what they could? It's Nintendo. I don't know, but it's Nintendo being Nintendo. Whenever they release something, it always is under what they actually need. Whether that be scalpers, look, they did a good thing by saying the only way you can buy these is if you're a Nintendo Online member. Yeah, and you and can you only, can only get, get four. Oh, four. Okay. Four. Was it two of two? Like two of each types of controls? Wasn't there two types of controls? No, no, they're all grey. All just the standard grey. You could get four. Uh, they come one per packet. That was $70 Australian each. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's why I only got two. Because um, I, I just didn't have the cash. Is that including it. postage? Uh, postage over $100 is free within Australia. So hey you Floppy, you're, uh, you're thinking about the Mega Drive controllers, I think, that came out as well. The Mega Drive controllers? Oh yeah, there was, I knew there was two different types of controllers. Yeah, so I didn't get the Mega Drive one because, you know, Sega. So were they saying you could have four of each or just four controllers in total? Four Nintendo 64 controllers okay. or two Sega ones is what you could buy. Oh, okay. Um, a nice update, which they released yesterday, is the Mario Brother uh, 3D All-Stars pack that came out earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, they've updated Mario 64 so you can use the wireless 64 controller. So oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's a much better ROM, actually. That's uh, really cool. So I think if I'm only like... you could buy it. Yeah, that's right. That's cancelled now. Uh, that Nintendo being Nintendo. Whoop. That's that down. was a weird thing to stick in a vault. Yep. Because you could just keep selling that. Well, you know, they need it online. So they want people to pay the extra money to get the online now if they want to play one of those three games. Um, yeah, weird. I'll just, Nintendo. I'll just go through the rest of my notes here because I know I'm ragging on it a lot, but I'm, I'm trying to give. Uh, like, I'm a Nintendo boy. I think we can all agree. Um, Do you like Nintendo? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, while I'm doing karate and, and praising Kojima. 
So, uh, <laughs> other note I've got here, it feels like no extra work has been done. They just sort of downloaded the ROMs from one of the sites that they sued and uploaded it to their servers. Is what it feels like. Um, of course, that's not what they've done, but it's just me being facetious. Uh, I highly doubt that any of the problems that we've listed will be fixed because Nintendo. Uh, it feels like it was released when it wasn't finished, like the infrastructure and everything. Uh, it's a lot of money for something that doesn't really justify the price tag. So again, if you're not after that Animal Crossing DLC, mm. um, yeah, I, I don't know if it, it's really worth your money. How many games was it? Uh, well, there's... Um, I, I can't think of how much it is at the moment, but I know that... Um, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, I lost my spot. That's okay. Um, so, uh, there's no refunds. If you buy it and decide you don't want it, there are no refunds. Uh, I think that's okay. Like, there's no refunds on other digital pur purchases, are there? Uh, well, no. Uh, does Nintendo have a refund policy? Uh, I don't think they would on a subscription service. No, you're right. You're right. Um, so, why justify the price increase? So, I think it's a 50% price increase or thereabouts. Uh, all I could think of was that the price increase was there in order to justify some of the licenses and licensing that they've had to pay in order to get some games on there. So we know Banjo Kazooie is coming. Uh, we know it's part of a deal. Uh, Anto, uh, social media guru Anto has said nine games at launch. And yes, their data miner has found that there'll be 38 games, Nintendo 64 games in total. So they're going to keep bringing them out? They're going to keep bringing them out like they did with the other okay, Netflix. So I feel like that justifies the price a bit more. So like when you when we first bought the first online thing, it didn't have all of the NES and SNES games that they have now. Yep. But they kept adding to it. So yep. the longer it's been up, the more value for money it's become. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what they're going to be doing with that. Maybe. I don't know. But Start um, small and work your way up. So the longer it's been there, the more value it, it's worth. True. Um, you get the Sega games as well. Obviously, they'd have to pay uh, Sega a license for all those yeah. games that are on there. Um, but there was a data mine that also found a space for what could possibly be the Game Boy games that we've heard about that Ooh. will be coming to it. So again, are we going to be slugged with another price in order to access the Game Boy library or is that going to be inclusive of when they've gone through the 38 games for the Nintendo 64? Like, we don't know. Um, um, there wasn't a price increase when they added SNES and not just NES. Right. So maybe they'll add, there's a price increase and you'll get the, the Mega Drive 64 yeah and then later on get the game boy maybe i, I guess don't know. i hope so i hope so they need someone so anyone who's uh upgraded their membership and paid the 50 percent on top uh now obviously in a year's time that membership sort of comes over again and mm -hmm. people will decide whether it's worth buying now that they've already got their happy home paradise thing for uh animal crossing um so my theory would be if they're going to bring out Game Boy or Game Boy Advance games, it'll be this time next year to get people to pay for another year. So when you upgraded it, do you upgrade and purchase a whole year or do you just upgrade to, do you just pay a, a set amount to upgrade what you already have? You pay from the year that you upgrade and what they do to their credit is whatever's remaining on your current subscription, if you've got one, yeah. they take that into account and discount the amount you're paying. Okay, so that's that's cool. That, that's that's reasonable. I, I think that's yeah. That's it would have been fair. dickish if they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you have some really good points, and I think at the moment I'd be struggling to justify it. I don't think I've got. I think I've only got a couple of months left on my membership. I might look at doing it. I didn't know they discounted it. Mm. I might look at doing it and decide whether I. Well, floppy. We can we can have a talk because I still have a. Uh, I have a family plan, and still might have a spot left for someone are you asking me to join your family maybe 
Do I have to? No. Yes. Greg I... Bowser's going to see this show and he's going to instantly <laughs> get you. Bring it on, Greg Bowser. I'll Is take you. Greg? Greg Dan Bowser. Doug. Thank Doug. You. J- Jamal. Jamal Bowser. Steven. Anyway, uh, we should probably get into the actual show. But before we do, I'd just like to say, uh, social media guru, Anto, can you just check that you're not using the studio internet because it's lagging? I'm pretty um, sure I'm using my data, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not connected to the internet. It's fine. All right, cool. Um, so coming in, news item number one. Warner Brothers are developing a Smash Light game. Oh, who would have thought? <laughs> we, uh, this has been leaked horribly, horribly. <laughs> uh, started out with just a rumor. Uh, then supposedly this roster uh, image was leaked, which Braden will bring up. And we can see there we've got a new character in the top left-hand corner, followed by Steven Universe, Batman, Harley Quinn, Finn and Jake, Shaggy, Tom and Jerry, Bugs Shaggy. Bunny, Rick from Rick and Morty, Gandalf, Wonder Woman, and Superman. I hadn't seen that list. I know. That's why uh, where you've put Batman, I just put in brackets. Um. I was wondering why you did that. I'm like, Batman's totally Warner Brothers, man. What are you umming me for? What do you think of this lineup, Brad? Um, so, <laughs> um. so a couple, a couple things. Just instantly from these avatars, how come Rick looks like he's in 3D, but the rest are in 2D? That's just a weird art style thing. It's from the dimension that he's from. It's yeah. just strange. Um, and then just, why are Finn and Jake separated? Also, why is Shaggy look they like ha- he's 11? Warner Brothers have so many characters, and you made Finn and Jake separate characters. Well, but see, Tom and Jerry are together. This yeah. is this is the thing that they're uh, they're going on. Um, apparently, it's going to be trying to cash in on the whole who's the next character hype, and rumors that it's going to be a free to pay play as well. So you obviously have a free to play roster, which may be the one we're seeing in front of us, and then, and then you have the option to microtransaction the new character. Who's next? Who could it be? Look at our catalog. Uh, yeah, some stages were leaked as well. What do they look like? Uh, brandon has got some pictures up here. So uh, the first stage we've got coming up shortly. That we can see, I think that's Finn and Jake's. It's uh, very Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not even trying to hide it. Just scroll through a couple there, Braden. So you got one v one, two v two. Whose stage is that? Do you think? I can't actually make out what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's. It's got a bunch of lion stuff. I don't know what. what it's Wonder Woman. We we'll just say Wonder Woman. Yep. Sure. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, then we got uh, Rick and Morty stage where they've got the giant heads. Show me what you got. Show me Show what me you what got. You got. Um, yeah, the whole joke, as Anto is pointing out, is the Ultra Instinct Shaggy, uh, Ultra Instinct mm. Shaggy meme. Which, for those of you who aren't familiar, are you familiar with the Ultra Instinct Shaggy meme? No. Okay, so you know we, how we, we're quite well known that I don't really get memes. You know Dragon Ball Z. Yes. You know, Goku, one of Goku's forms he had in the anime series was called Ultra Instinct. I have heard those words. Where, like, he didn't even have to think about moving. This His Ultra Instinct just took over him. <laughs> and his hair went silver and his eyes went silver. It was a joke that Shaggy could go Ultra Instinct, which is how he could perform all these types of moves. Like, wow, man. And it became a meme. And it became really, really popular. And then they were going, oh, bring Ultra Instinct Shaggy into Smash Brothers as a joke. Oh, I do remember that. And then... Uh, I think it was the latest Mortal Kombat animated yep. film. Scorpion came out at the Warner Brothers logo and went, come over here, oh, get over here, oh, come over here. His classic, his classic phrase, over come here. over here for a spot of tea. Would you come here, here please? So he's doing all these flips and then Shaggy bursts out as Ultra Instinct Shaggy and kicks his butt. 
And that, that was the first time the Warner Brothers actually acknowledged that, uh, yeah, Shaggy had that uh, ability. Do, I like that Ultra Instinct Shaggy in true shagginess is green. Is green. <laughs> it's part of the joke. Um, so, yeah, of course, Warner Brothers have a huge, ple- huge plethora of characters, including Scorpion. Um, they actually own NetherRealm Studios now, I believe, because oh, they're buyout. So that got me thinking, if this does go ahead, we can see there's some more button controllers. Um, Who who do we want to see enter this game? I might have to change one of mine. (laughs) So just so we got an idea of who uh, Warner Brothers actually own, they own Wizard of Oz, King Kong, Godzilla, Ready Player One, DC and Mortal Kombat. Ready Player One is just every freaking pop culture reference ever. Yeah. You can't do that. So they own Steven Spielberg. Ooh, I want Steven. Oh, I want Bruce the Shark. <laughs> All right, so my first is Space Ghost, but not um, not seventies adventure hero Space Ghost. I want talk show Space Ghost. Oh, I want Space coast, Ghost coast, coast to coast. coast. Yep. How I want him good just sitting it, in the desk. Braden and Anto, have you seen Space Ghost? All right, so Anto's picking up his mic. I have not seen Space Ghost. Never. Never. I've never heard of it until I saw Braden pulling up his footage. Braden. Wow. I have. Because uh, my family had Foxtel for an approximate like year and a half, and I just en- I engrossed myself in so much content then. Um, so I would watch Cartoon Network and Boomerang all the time. See, um, and then when I saw Adult Swim and everything as well, I, that's where I know Space Ghost. So you would get Space Ghost. You would have got Herculoids. You would yep. Get, mm. Yeah, it, it was a good time. Um, yeah, Space Ghost Coast to Coast was fantastic as well. It's Space Ghost is a talk show host. Where he interviewed actual people like Jack yeah. Black would be on there. It was so good. It was great. Um, so that's my first uh, first pick, Floppy. Mine was Batman, <laughs> and then oh, good video. And then now, I, <laughs> quick, Robin, hand me the shock repellent bat spray. Uh, now I understand why you put the dirt because it was already announced. Yep, didn't know that. I'm going with Bruce the Shark. Bruce by, the Shark. Yep, from Jaws. Oh, right, okay. Steven Spielberg, also just seen hanging off Batman's leg. Does Warner Brothers own that, though? I don't know, you said he owns Steven Spielberg. Oh, that was, I was clearly Spielberg. being facetious. Humans can't be bought, Floppy. Oh, I, we we left that away a couple of hundred years ago. Look at that, Bruce the Shark. Uh, the one that got lost, the original one? Or yeah, the, uh... one of them. Uh, I don't know, I'm, le- I'm kind of befuddled now because my original pick was already announced and I didn't realise. If, the, if, they make, if they have Bruce the Shark, but they make it like the animatronic... That would be fantastic. <laughs> Where it goes backwards wheel, and then falls over. Because you know how sharks can easily go backwards and not drown? Well, I'll um, I'll, I'll look, quickly look up another one to put in as my as, a, as an alternate guess. All right, Braden? All right, so I'm going with the one, the only king of video games. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yes! Neo. Yes! He can freeze anyone who throws a projectile at him. Like, the moves would be sick. He can always find the woman in the red dress. <laughs> yeah. I'd go Agent Smith, personally. He was actually the one in that film. Well, you could you could have a... Um, you could just have a skin for it that changes it from Neo to Morpheus to Agent Smith. I was really upset in the third Matrix one where he's facing off against Agent Smith and they're fighting. And, like, uh, the whole planet's been taken over by Agent Smith. So they're all watching him and, and jeering him. And Neo's the only one in there. And Agent Smith's just beating the living crap out of him. And he just goes, why do you keep getting up? Why? Why? And Neo just goes, why? And he looks up and he says something lame like, because I can or something like that. I thought, no, you should have just gone, why? Because you're a dick. 
That would yeah. be way more 90s. Can you tell I saw this when I was a teenager? Oh, cool yeah. story. Big time. All right. Uh, my other pick would be uh, Oompa Loompas. <laughs> so there'd oh, be uh, so little, little orange slave people. And like, what's more is like you would have more than one. There'd be like four on screen. And they'd jump up on the other They'd be like shoulders. ice climbers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they're expendable as well. You can just kill them and another one will pop in like <laughs> lemmings. And just like in real life, you didn't pay them anything. So you got them as free DLC. That's right. J- just like in real life. It's like they got paid a pittance. True. Just like in real life, they sexually harassed the staff members. Dwarf. The cast members. Uh, <laughs> Floppy. Yeah, mate. Your next pick. Uh, my next pick is Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt, which I think should be a combo team. So as a special move or whatever. Where's Dino Mutt's body? We don't ask questions like that. Uh, Dino Mutt is a robotic dog. There oh, he there's, is. there's his body. He's wearing him as an exosuit. Wow. Okay. So Dino Mutt is a robotic dog. Um, that's alternate bad guy Spider-Man. It's what happens when Spider-Man became a ginger. Uh, yeah, I want to see these guys. And Dino Mutt is like his special power that you bring in. Look I can't him. handle this the guy, fact that he's wearing so, him as a sexy skeleton. He's That's, like oh lame dad Batman. He's <laughs> lame Inspector Gadget. He's lame dad Batman. Look at that guy. Oh also has an exosuit. Oh, I can't handle that. No, you need to watch that. Oh, so they, These things were really bad back in the day. They were fantastic. They were super bad. Uh, and Brayden? Uh, well, I, my next pick is uh, a, a fresh one from Warner Brothers lot. Um, and it is, in fact, um, LeBron James from Space Jam. Uh, he can call the entire cast of Looney Tunes characters. You're not going to get the Looney Tunes characters as their own characters. They're only going to be there to play basketball with LeBron James. And his ultimate smash is like he tries to act. And, and uh, it doesn't work. Yeah, well, at you, all. You've also yeah. just kind of stepped on my replacement for Batman. Oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to call out a, a new character for, as my replacement for oh, Batman. Who? Which is uh, a character that when you when you announce him, he comes onto the screen with an earth-shattering kaboom. Mm. And bring out old Marvin the Martian. Marvin's pretty Hell cool. Yeah. What happened to the kaboom? Speaking of pretty cool, uh, turfs aren't cool. And a turf wrote Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, Have you missed having my face just randomly pop up and do dumb shit? It's great. I love it. Welcome back. Uh, Wizards Unite from Niantic has been announced that it is shutting down as of the 31st of January... 2022 now um this obviously was a huge game when it first came out uh was people it? jumped on you know, it was their follow-up to pokemon go uh and i think it did have quite of a they a probably got like half the amount of people who, to play it really yeah, yeah. i never heard like i knew it i knew this was a thing i never saw anyone or never knew anyone that played it no well i'll read the press release here from the antic <clears throat> quote not all games are meant to last forever Niantic yeah Niantic wrote in a statement uh, our goal was to bring the magic of the wizarding world to life for millions of players as they stepped outside and explored their neighborhoods. We accomplished that together, delivering a two-year narrative story arc that will soon complete. Um, now, Niantic- Pokemon Go will never die! <laughs> well, that was I, the end of the press release. On the, on the contrary, I think this proves that uh, if, if Niantic isn't afraid of ending something, if, if it's not meeting expectations. Like, don't get me wrong, Pokemon gonna- Go is earning... Billions. I, yeah, I, don't say, see, I, I don't see that getting I'm not concerned about Pokemon Go getting shut down anytime soon. Uh, but they have just launched Pikmin Bloom. I don't think that's going to last. I no, think not Pokemon right. Go is because also I'm not likely to end up being the center of, uh, you know, trans hate and all that kind of thing. So, <laughs> you know. 
Um, Pikmin Fair. Bloom, I, I was uh, invited into the, the beta testing for it. And I played it for probably a month and then went, yeah, this is boring. <laughs> I, I, and, and for the record, I play Pokemon Go daily. Like, even if I just open it up, do my daily tasks and then close it. Like, it's true. I, I love that game. I've played it every day since it came out. Um, it's almost like not a game anymore. It's like a job for you. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, an addiction. The Niantic's also working on a Transformers version AR game. What? Um, called Transformers Real Metal or something like that. What? Uh, and nine more unannounced AR games in the future. Transformers uh, New Metal. New Metal, that's what it is. Yeah, it only plays um, Linkin Park. <laughs> Do we have an image of what this may look like? No, they haven't released any of it. I'll find some. Why? Uh, they were also developing a, a game of Catan that they were going to have, but that got cancelled in September this year. Um, so I guess it just, for me, Lightning... It, I don't know what numbers they were hoping for or what numbers they were after. It just struck me as... I was a bit shocked that it was closing down. Um, I appreciate it because although Harry Potter is, you know, a good story, uh, you very much do have to separate the art from the artist uh, in this 100%. respect. Because... Uh, I think we do have to keep turfs. in mind there is a lot of people that work on these things now. Yep. Like the games and stuff, other than that one person that came up with the story. Yeah, right, Floppy, she... I found an exclusive first look. Are you ready? Oh, I can't wait to see this thing you're trolling me with. All right, you ready? I just yep. need to wait for it to appear on screen. Here it comes. And there it is. <laughs> Balls. Giant. That was the lowest point of Transformers, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. That's because it happened, it happened during the writer's strike. So they got twin racist Transformers and truck nuts. It was not the best time for transformers hey do you know what is the best time when you're busting making you feel good i'm talking about what? ghostbusters of Sorry. course oh, okay i was wondering you calm you down you dirty-minded people uh ghostbusters confused there's been an official ghostbusters afterlife game made in dreams that's cool uh so this is an official movie game tie-in uh we can see the game on screen now uh, it's a new arcade-inspired project, which is playable in Dreams from now until February 28th, 2022. Uh, the creators are Guillemier Slum Mackenzie Chevier and Alfred Biverson Nielsen. They're made up names, surely. Uh, players have 60 seconds to capture as many ghosts as possible while minimizing structural damage from out-of-control proton pack beams or maximizing it if you don't care about getting a high score. You'll encounter ghostly foes pulled straight from the new film, including mini puffs and a terror dog, and try to pull them straight into your handy ghost trap. Um, I reckon this is pretty cool. Like, you can have high scores and everything. It looks good. Yeah. And it was all made in dreams. I tell you what, it looks better than the um, the tie-in VR games that like Marvel put out for their movies and stuff. Oh, we're oh. just like, oh, you can flip over there. Yeah. Actually, Iron Man VR was really good. Iron Man VR. Oh, the official actual Iron Man VR was really good. No, this was the, just like, a little Spider-Man Homecoming VR experience. Oh, that was one of the two things that made me sick in VR. Yeah, those are rough. Like when you aimed at a helicopter and then it just like flung you up there. I just think like every time you you kind of forget about dreams, it comes back. Oh, that's right. Dreams was a thing. Yeah, I think I've never actually looked at it. I really should. Having said that, I don't particularly enjoy games where you have to make stuff. Yeah, I, I'm the same. But oh, that's the thing. It's been around long enough now. You wouldn't have to touch making stuff. You can just jump. You're in right. And start I can jump games. in there and play stuff that other people have made. Mm. I might, maybe I've, I'm pretty sure I've got a copy of it somewhere. Just yeah, I mean I've got a copy. I played with it a little bit. Couch um, leg or something. Yeah, it's it's fun enough. It's it's a world game. The sing, the story mode takes about two and a half hours. That's fun. Like that was all made in there. There was a bunch of things that came out around that time. There was like that. There was Concrete Genie. Mm. 
There was all these other kind of really... I really should go back and have a look at them, actually. Well, I just thought it was really cool that uh, they've, they've gone that route. Um, yeah. And from all, like a two-person team in Dreams. That's crazy. Is that all two people? Two-people team. Well, obviously, it's only a 60-second arcade game, but still, that's that's huge. That's the, it, looks, uh, it looks really good. The official um, website. Dylan... Was it Dylan? Someone made a comment saying it looked like a... Uh, yeah, We Are Rebels. It looks like a Fallout hub, like from your Pip-Boy. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, well, maybe where they got the idea from. Speaking <coughs> of Fallout, it's had quite a few collector's editions in its time, hasn't it, Floppy? Yeah, it has. There's been actually there's been many collector's editions. Mm. Hey Ben, mm. do you like do you like games? Oh, I'm quite impartial to them. Ben, Anto, do you guys like games? Yeah, Ben. I mean Braden, Anto. Yeah, I like games. You like games? I like games. I like games too. All the people watching, they like games. Do you know what else we like? We like statues. I was gonna say cheese sticks. We like cheese sticks. We like art books. Wait, like, take that back. I meant Cheetos. <laughs> we like soundtracks? Yeah. We like helmets? Yep. Pins? Yep. And lithographs? Yep. All the other cool stuff that goes into big boxes to make collector's editions. I do like big boxes. I like collector's editions. <laughs> uh, so we thought we would uh, go through and uh, have a look at some of the... What do we figure are the coolest collector's editions? Mm. They're not so much always the biggest... They're not always the most expensive, but some of the coolest collector's editions. Uh, so straight off the bat, and these are in no particular order, and right at the end, I've saved a few for which are our favourite ones that we own. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, that did, we own. Did you not own yours? Or, I hope or, to own it one day. <laughs> possibly, potentially own in Ben's case. Sorry. Uh, so first, straight off the bat, I went for Titanfall 2. Now, first of all, if you haven't played Titanfall, it's a great game. Uh, both games, like Titanfall 2 and 1, both had awesome collector's editions with wicked statues. But this one, this one came out with a full adjustable wearable helmet that lit up, had laser attachments, had a torch attachment, came with, um, what else did it come with? A dog tag flash drive, uh, a field journal, so a little notebook with a little pen, squad patches that you could stick onto a, you know, a jacket or something like that, and this really cool scarf. This helmet, however, it was so freaking detailed. I know people, two people, that have, who are cosplayers who have got this helmet and that scarf and then built an entire Titanfall outfit around it. Like wow. It, it is so freaking cool. Um, I have somewhere, I should have thought of this, I have a photo of Anto wearing one. Oh. From when we worked do together you? at one point. Yes, I, I do. taking this. Oh, it was a long time ago. While you were sleeping. <laughs> Uh, I should have did from it. But yeah, it is one of the coolest collectors out there. It wasn't that expensive. It was pretty readily available. And it's just it just looks so good. Look at that. Look at that helmet. That does look, look the, pretty cool, look actually. Look at the detail in the paint jobs. Like, lots of the other helmets that come out, they don't do weathering on them. Where that one had a, a like a had weathering on it, and it just looked like it had been worn and used in combat. What really puts me off a lot of these types of helmet special editions is the fact that it's huge and, you know, where are you going to put it? But also, the way you have to put them on... Like, if I want a helmet like this, I just want one that you slip over your head. But That's I know a lot of them, you got to remove the back and take yeah. the top off and then put in the sides. Usually People the smaller ones you do that. heads. That, well, they shouldn't. That, um, that helmet was easy to put on and off. And it was real, had a lot of adjustable stuff in there. So Did anyone, it light up like that one? Yeah, it does. Oh, sweet. Yeah, the helmet, it doesn't open like that. But yeah, um, it's got your little laser sight and a little flashlight on there as well. Um, you can see through the visor and it lights up blue. Uh, but lots of people can wear this. Like anyone down to, uh, not little kids, but, you know, not so, you know, 10-year-old could probably wear that because it had so much adjustability inside and it could wear it quite comfy. It was really cool. It was a really cool collect decision for the yeah. first one off the bat. Happened to have the prices, do you? I didn't because 
the prices when they come out aren't what you pay for them now. So obviously, huge inflation. Massive inflation collectors because items. it's collectors' items. They don't. They're limited straight off the bat anyway because they're collectors' items. So mm. yeah. Uh, the second one I've got is one that I actually own. Oh really? I own this one, and I'm really I, I love this one. Uh, is Octopath Traveler. This was a really cool special edition. Yeah. I regret not getting this. It is so good. It's not huge. It's not over the top, but it is beautifully made. Mm. So you have the Traveler's Compendium, which is the game itself. You get a double-sided cloth map of the world that the game takes place in. Uh, you get a replica of a leaf coin, which is uh, the in-game currency. Did you finish this game? No, I had didn't. I've got to go back and do more. Same. That's You can see on there, there's the, the cloth map of the world, which is really sort of just beautiful. Well, on the other side is the world. That's all the eight characters that you can play mm -hmm. as. So you use eight octopaths because there's eight paths, eight characters, and you pick to start one of them as your and main And you also character. play as a giant octopus. No, you don't. Uh, the, is that the soundtrack or the leaf coin? Soundtrack? Eight-sided die <laughs> in order to travel the eight realms. But the coolest thing is the And when you go to the inn, you make sure you ate all your dinner. Shut up. <laughs> is this. The book itself opens up to a pop-up book showing sort of like the main... Uh, areas of each of the eight characters. How many That's pages fun. are in that pop-up book? There's eight. There. Eight, yes. Classic. But check this out. So That's I fun. think that's the uh, the thieves. That's so that's cool. really cool. They they are beautiful. So it's this really sort of what do they call it? Two and a half D. Two point five D. Two point five D sort of eight bit looking game, and it is it eight is beautiful. Bit. Sixteen bit, whatever. Um, but yeah, they go through all all characters and their little sort of areas that they would be they would call home. That's amazing. That's it really is, cool. So, this one is the best. That's the one that I Ooh. played as uh, Primrose. Uh, she's a dancer, and that's the the club that she dances in. It's just oh. dancer. Mm -hmm. Dancer, dancer, prancer, fixing. Uh, that looks really cool. Uh, yeah. I now regret not getting that even more. And it wasn't even that expensive. If I, if I remember off the top of my head, it was like maybe one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it was beautiful. I uh, really, I've said it numerous times that I really hope they do a Chrono Trigger. Remaster one day and, and they do a use, collector's edition. Well, not a collector's. Well, yeah, but a Chrono Trigger re-release or a remaster in the style of Octopath Traveler. That it was be. such a beautiful game. Oh. Well, it still is. Yeah. Uh, next one I've got is one that I think everyone's familiar with. I owned this for a while. Did oh you? wow! I got one. Wow. Yeah, let's wow. see. I had it for a while, and um, and then after a while, I needed money, so I sold it. So what is it? It is. It is the Fallout Four Pip Boy Edition. Now, we've all aware of Fallout. I don't know if we've all played it. I don't think I've finished one, but I've I, played a fair few. A I fair quite like the Fallout, well, the new ones. I Well, not the new, new ones. Um, like Fallout uh, 3 and New Vegas and 4, I really enjoyed. I like the yeah. original Fallout when it was isometric. Mm. And this had the, the Pip-Boy, which is a, a wrist-mounted HUD, we'll call it. So it was a really cool way of implementing all of your menu systems to a character and making sense. So on your wrist, you wore this uh, monitor, essentially, that mm. monitored your vital signs, kept the leaps of your inventory, everything like that. Golden Eye did Go it first. Golden Eye did Golden it first. Golden Eye did do it first. And, um, and yeah, this was a wearable, wearable one that came with its really cool case, really cool stand. Um, you also got a Vault Tech perk poster. So I went through all the perks that you could get from, from the game. It had a poster from all of those and you know a pocket guide to the Pip-Boy as well. Do you want to know the most fun part about the Pip-Boy? And this is such gimmicky bullshit. Go for it. So the Pip-Boy, you could pop it open and depending on what phone you had, yes. you could put your phone in it 
and then you could download an app that you could then sync up with your game game account and actually use and it. And you could use it as the actual in-game Pip Boy in Fallout Four as you're playing it on your wrist, which isn't very intuitive when you're holding a controller and no. stuff, but. It's very interesting. But you could also just have it on the stand with your phone in it next to you. Yeah. It's, and just... Do, 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 do. It's, a, it's a good bit of fun. Yeah, and, uh, it was a cool piece of kit. It, it, was, it was built quite nice. The, the, the box for it is an absolute unit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's great. It's got a little stand that has a nice little plaque on it. It's really nice. Yeah, very cool. Just, I don't remember how much they were. There was a lot of them at release. I remember the release for Fallout 4 and... Yeah. They were pretty expensive from my rough... You memory? do see them popping up a lot now in the old second-hand market. I'd probably mm. get one if it was the right price, to be honest. How much would you pay? I can't remember what I sold I don't for, know so. yet. <laughs> that were the different inserts for your phones. Yeah, so that your phone could fit. It's so weird. But yeah, what do they go for? <laughs> Curious. Uh, next collector's edition uh, off the ranks, though, is Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Now, we all know, most of us, that I didn't finish this game. Hey, so. it's Alana Pierce! Yeah, Alana Pierce. Uh, for reasons, this game is terrifying, um, and the collector's edition just as terrifying because it came with a giant model of the house. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, for some weird reason, had a really odd smell when you first opened it up, which kind of fits the game. Like, what's the VHS? Oh, that was the case. If I remember. Oh, really? Right. It's not a real VHS. That looks like a real VHS. Really they've done a really good job. If they've, it's not, they've done a really good job, but it, I, it did not play. I don't okay. remember that much. Yeah, it doesn't have any holes. Uh, it also had holes. a USB drive, a four. It's only four gig, but a four gig USB drive. USB drive that was a severed finger. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was so gross. Um, exclusive lithographs. Uh, <laughs> there's the thing, a really creepy note. Oh my God. Yeah, it's so gross. Festy. Um, but yeah, the model of the house. If you can skip forward to find the model of the house, there's the the, the creepy note. Which is what you want in every collector's edition. Oh, wait, there Lithographs. comes a, a, a We want to find... Yep, yeah, there's the, your old mate. Was the, the Baker family? Barker? Here we go. Baker? So this is a model of the house. It is so good and it lights up. Wow. Like, when you say model, like a hard model or was it a, like a... Oh, like it was like or? resin or something like that. It was solid. So it came as like a statue piece. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I want to say... I really want to say that it played music, but I can't remember if that's true or not. I really want to, I, I hope to God someone has used this in their home as a Christmas decoration piece <laughs> and they've hung up little lights around it and like put fake snow over it and stuff and made it all cute. I've hoped they've used it for a nativity scene. For a nativity oh. scene. Oh, just, if you skip forward a little bit, I swear to God it actually lit up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, look at that. Uh, That'd be a great nativity scene. Oh, that's gross. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> It's That's really cool. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil 7. What a creepy... The Seven Finger. Come on, man. That's great. That's Yeah, that's what... Hey, that's why it's on the coolest collector's editions. Um, after Resident Evil 7, we'll go to something that's not quite as scary, but just as creepy sometimes. Uh, Borderlands 2, the ultimate loot chest edition. So this is a big one. And right. I don't think you could get it retail in Australia. I think you had to send away for it, if I remember correctly. It's Anthony. Hey! Hey! Uh, so it came with all the DLC from the normal collector's editions. But then it also had a scaled replica. So obviously the game. Uh, what else has it got? But yeah, a scaled replica of one of the loot chests that you find out in the wild. Look at this thing. That's cool. It is so cool. 
Uh, you also got, you know, your steelbook case, uh, an ID chart for the creatures of Pandora, which is the the, the planet and yep. all the blood sucking, destroying eat your face creatures. This thing looked awesome. Um, you got a lithograph. You got field notes from Sir Hammerlock, which is one of your one of your uh, NPCs that you you do missions for in the game. Look at that. And uh, and a cloth map of Pandora with a numbered certificate of authenticity. Which, you know, a lot of these things don't come with certificates of authenticity, even though they're so limited. Yeah, and don't come with numbers, a lot of them anymore. Yeah, that's the guy that you buy all your weapons for off in the in the games. But yeah, such a cool thing. That just, that loot crate would look, or that loot chest, which is just is awesome. I'd love to have one of them sitting around the house. Just as like a, a, an yeah. Ottoman. Yeah, not, maybe not an Ottoman. Just have like your remotes in there or something. Your controllers, just pop it open. Have a beer fridge. Yeah, that'd work. <laughs> uh, next one, I think, uh, is uh, I'm gonna go is gonna be a favorite of Braden's. Uh, yes, I right. think I had this. Ooh, so this is for Batman: Arkham Origins. So, this is just the who's who and who's hey, it's Greg ben Miller. Oh, mate, Greg Miller, <laughs> young Greg Miller, young um, Chicago. So Arkham Origins had a a massive hardcover art book in this thing, which was fantastic. Uh, a blueprints of the uh, of the Batwing. You got. So much stuff to do with the actual story of the game. The wanted posters, you got uh, police department crime lab um, reports. You got a glow-in-the-dark map of uh, Gotham City. So sort of like the whole GTA thing where they had blacklight stuff. Uh, they did a glow-in-the-dark map of Gotham City. But the statue itself... The statue was phenomenal. The statue was phenomenal. It is Joker sitting in front of all these TV screens. Oh, look at him just ripping open that polystyrene. He just doesn't care. Uh, and all that, when you hook it up and put batteries in there, all those... All those TV screens light up. Oh, wow. It is awesome. Now, is this like, has it got a good, like a lot of these special editions? They are weighty. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask because some of them are like really flimsy and, and like light and you go, oh, well, that's, you know. No, that one, was, that one was super weighty. Same with the, with the model of the house. They're super weighty. They're like resin. Wow. So they're not cheap vac form plastic or anything like that. Um, that one came with a whole bunch of stuff as well for DLC, for like the, the assassins, for Black Mask's contracts, the first appearance of Batman's skin. That's right. Um, there were two different versions of the Arkham Origins Collector's Edition. Yes. As, our, as I'm seeing yeah. now. There was one where he's holding up so the Joker. So there's this one. And yeah, there's the one where he's holding up the Joker. Yeah. So I think I've that got that one. I, that was the one I had. Yeah, then, I've yeah, got that one. This one, like is really, really impressive with the TV screens. Yeah, that's, there you go. That's with the TV screen's on. It is next level. And uh, if you have a look in the map on the left-hand side, that's what shows up when you look at the glow-in-the-dark stuff. Yeah. Oh, Joker's oh, just written all over it's it. It's anarchy. No, it anarchy? Show, it shows you all the anarchy spots that yeah. are actually in the game. So it shows you stuff from the game. like They're kind of like Riddler trophies, but they were anarchy, right. anarchy spots. That's cool. Yeah, really freaking cool. So it wasn't just... Um, stuff to read or look at. It was actually stuff that would help you out in the game as well. Um, my last one before we get to our personal ones that we own or want to own uh, is something that I didn't think I'd put into a into a cool collector's edition. A game that I didn't think I'd pick up in one of these. Especially because we're not talking about this developer. That's okay. We're not going to talk about the developer, but I'm going to mention the name of the game because this is one of the freaking weirdest, coolest and weirdest collector's editions. So it is a Call of Duty game. I'm just going to call it Modern Warfare 2 Prestige Edition from now on. It comes with freaking proper, real working night vision goggles. Cool. Legit night vision goggles that had two, two modes. Uh, it had a sculpted headstand so to keep them on. Like that thing is next level. 
It also came with a download of their classic game that we don't mention at the moment, um, which of course was the whole thing that started the whole franchise. But yeah, look at that. Freaking actual working that night vision goggles. so expensive. I wish I knew how much that was, but I didn't look at it. We need to head on into uh, eBay after this and have a look at it. I think we do. Maybe we can do that. Back in the UK, um, this edition went for over £300. £300. That's like $1,100 in Australia. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty pretty pricey. Um, I thought we'd throw in some honourable mentions before we go to our our personal ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ben, did you have some honourable mentions you wanted to throw in? Yeah, my honourable mentions. Uh, I have this first one, which is the Super Nintendo Super Advantage with a copy of Killer Instinct in it as well. So the Super Advantage was a arcade stick Mm -hmm. to play fighting games and Killer Instinct came with it. Uh, I have that. I don't have the CD, which is disappointing. (sighs) That's, well, I do. I actually have two copies of the CD, just not the cover it came in. But anyway, uh, the next one was the Wii U Zelda edition that came with a Ganon statue, which is what our good friend Mr. A Game uses to play all his Wii games oh. because it was his brother's. Uh, it's a really rare Wii U console now. Basic Wii U console, but around the gamepad, it had mm. uh, just gold etching mm. with the Triforce down the bottom uh, on the home button screen. Have you got this one? And no, I don't. And uh, yeah, there you go. Ooh, and it came pretty. with a Ganon statue from um tw- uh, from uh, th- that game that I can't forget. Uh, remember, what's it called again? God Wind- damn it, Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Thank you. Me. Well that done. looks cool. Uh, yeah, really cool statue. Again, goes for super bucks. Uh, the next honorable mention, my last honorable mention, is basically my first Super Nintendo console that I got, the Super Nintendo Super Mario All-Stars console pack, which came with uh, Super Nintendo, two controllers, because uh, I can't remember if the Super Nintendo came with one or two controllers. Um, not that one. It's the yellow one that's up uh, on my shelf there. Ah, uh, yep. Um, yeah, it came with Super Mario All-Stars, which was the remake of the first three Super Mario All-Stars ah. games, as well as um, Super Mario Lost Levels, which was Super Mario Bros. 2 in Japan. Before the Doki Doki. Oh, that's right, because they thought it was going to be too hard for Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it only came with one controller. But man, that, oh, memories of that. I've uh, got my my honorable mentions. Uh, first one being Mafia 3. Mm-hmm. Love this game. Uh, this included all your DLC. You got a massive art book, like it was the size of an LP for reasons in a second. You got a set of dog tags. You got drink coasters. You got not one, but two vinyl records one of the soundtrack, one of the score. So one of the song licensed songs that they had uh, didn't come with the record player. That's from somewhere else. It's the one that's on the bottom. Yes. Yeah, there. So um, it is massive, and it is a full hard case with a flip-up lid, velvet lined inside. Like it is unreal. Uh, yeah, one LP that has um, soundtrack, so all the licensed songs, and one LP that has the score for the game. Really cool. My next one is Resident Evil Dark Side Chronicles for the Wii. Uh, I have a bit of a collection uh, collection story to this game, but I, that can be posher. Uh, it came with a Magnum revolver for the Wii remote. And then you actually got a big hunting knife to put the nunchuck in. So you would hold the like the weapon and then the knife sticking out while you're playing the game like they do, like Leon does in like some of the games. Leon! And then it came with uh, stickers for the Wii remote and for your nunchuck and uh, a little Umbrella Corporation uh, thumb cap. That's ugly and cool as hell. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is great. And I've got a sealed one. Oh, wow. Oh. Worth go. holding on to? Uh, there's a story. I'll tell you the story later. Uh, my last honorable mention now. Some people may have thought that this might have been in the coolest collector's editions. Now, this is my favorite collector's edition that I have, but I don't think it's the coolest. It is my Metal Gear Solid 
from the PS1 Collector's Edition. Yep. The reason it's not the coolest is because... In the, I mean, it's a good collector's edition. It has a T-shirt, it has some stickers, it has a soundtrack, and it has a poster. But it's my favorite because it's my favorite game. Okay, two stories. Mm-hmm. First one, the first time I ever saw this mm-hmm. was in Super Potato in Akihabara, where it's sitting up on... Akihabara in Japan, obviously. Uh, sitting up on a display piece with some text to scroll on the front. Ooh, what was that? It says Hideo Kojima. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Just like mine. Oh, yeah. Uh, and secondly, I saw... I wrote Hideo Kojima there. That's right. <laughs> and it's in crayon. Yeah. Um, Funny. I uh, was bidding on one of these the other day without the game. It was on eBay. And I was in a bidding war. How I didn't much? win it. How um, much did it get to? It wasn't complete. So I didn't have the game. Some of the stickers for the memory cards were missing. But pretty much everything else was there. $160. Uh, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, I, I had to drop out at $150. You know, I used to wear the t-shirt and now I don't anymore and I folded it back up and put it in the box. Good, because you went, oh, I'll wear it, I don't give a shit. And then I went, Wait, are you insane? And then... Um, pretty much. Another, uh, I think, <laughs> uh, my partner, Jasmine, took me aside uh, one day after she met Floppy and we'd gone out video game hunting and everything. And she just goes to me... Um, you're a bad influence on Floppy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that much of a arm twisting, mate. Don't worry. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Anto. Hello. Hello. What's your uh, your your uh, your number one awesome thing? Yeah, uh, Anto, are you going to read out yours? Uh, I mean, I, I can read it if you like. Where, you have to skip a video, Braden. Skip a video? Well, Anto's was second. Yes, I can do that. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, so, mine was not released here. Um, it was a Europe-exclusive collector's edition of the PlayStation 3 re-release of Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 HD. Um, so it came with, from memory, a pin, a Heartless plush toy, steel case, art book, and I think that's pretty much it. It was a 30-page um, art book. Big one. Yeah, but, um... I wanted it because I'm a massive Kingdom Hearts fan. That plush is nice. It is yeah. a very nice plush. I haven't taken mine out of a bag yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember seeing this announced on, at the time, my old English Facebook. Um, and immediately called my mum. It was, I think, three in the morning for her. And I just went, hey, I'm sending you the money. Please send this to me. And hung <laughs> up on my back to bed. So, yeah. It's it's one of my favourite pieces. The Steelbook is just wonderful. It's just a really good release of these games the only downside is it was sort of superannuated by the playstation 4 release a few years later mm. uh because this one runs at 30 fps and not 60 and that's kind of spoiled me now well, having well. said that you don't buy collector's editions for the copy of the game really do you not really no if you um, wanted the game you'd just buy the game i'll tell you what for a while but now it's mm. very happily sat in my shelf, not being touched. Nice. I tell you what, the artwork in that in those books are always phenomenal because the Kingdom Heart artwork is just yeah. it's always so crisp. So, so it's the like, only thing about the series I understand <laughs> is that the art by Tetsuya Nomura is really good. Yeah, of course you know the name of the artist. Of course right I do. Do you, ha- do you have a, a favorite pack in collector's edition? Um, I'm trying to rack my brain to think of like the different ones I've had over the years. Um, I don't like that you said had. Well, Brayden yeah. sells his shit. I was going to say, hey, you know what? I don't have money, um, <laughs> and I don't know how I came into having these collectors editions. Um, but yeah, there, there's. I was going to say less of like collectors editions, but like I'm a sucker for art books. Oh. I love art books. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to the um, the two art books for 
uh, Insomniac Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Oh, yeah. The two of them together, they are so good, and their mm. concept art is fantastic. Um, I'm, I, I love art books. I have quite a few art books, and I will continue to buy art books because I'm a sucker. Yay, <laughs> being a sucker, consumerism. All right, shall I go for my... Mine, or are you going to go for yours? Oh, shit. Sorry. I jumped on. Sorry. My bad. That's why we <clears> skipped <throat> into it. Yep. Uh, so my number one my that I think is the coolest, and because I own it, is the Nino Kuni 2 uh, King's Edition. This thing is freaking massive. Uh, first of all, it's beautiful. The game, it's all based on the art and style of the Studio Ghibli original. Uh, not done by Studio Ghibli. You get a making of Blu-ray. You get the season pass for the game. You get a still book. You get a vinyl record of the soundtrack. I love records. You get a diorama figure. Uh, but you get a bloody music box. You get a rotate, like a, like a snow globe style music wow. box. That rotates and uh, has all the like, main characters from the game and plays the theme song. If you can skip ahead, I think they will show you. But yeah, that art book is massive, by the way. It's like a bajillion pages. Little pop-up diorama. Nice little diorama. Yeah. So beautiful. Uh, the steel book is also a beautiful steel book case. Like I don't generally like them, but here we go. Oh, that's really nice. It is so nice. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Do you have this? I've I've got this. I've got god this in, in my home. That's I'm, beautiful. What still in the box? I've not seen uh, it. I've not. I've not. I've, I've I haven't got it set up anywhere. I used to have it set up, but I haven't since I moved house. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. The next time you're over, I'll take it out. And show yeah. You. <laughs> what about the music box? Uh, that too. Cool. Let's smashed it, it over my knee. Yeah. Uh, ben, what is your number All right, one? Really, really quickly. Uh, it's the NES Deluxe set. Uh, this originally came out when the NES was originally released in America and, and Europe and over in Australia. Uh, they had a couple of sets. You got the base model, which was just the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, holy shit. Uh, then you got the Deluxe set, which, well, then you had a, a middle one, which came with Duck Hunt, Duck Hunt and the Zapper. And then you had the Deluxe set, which was Rob the Robot, the Zapper, the NES. You had uh, Gyromite and Duck Hunt packed in with it. Uh, Gyromite was just like a, a, a puzzle game where Rob the Robot lifted all the blocks and everything. It's... Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Rob the Robot is a horrible piece of uh, peripherals that was only included in the um, original deluxe set to give it or to make it a toy as opposed to an electronic piece of equipment. Oh, because mm. they could. Yeah, okay. Because that was a marketing thing, wasn't it? Correct. Correct. So that was the only reason it was placed in there. I've got a Rob. Uh, yeah, a Famicom Rob just sitting up over there that I got in Japan. I have not yet got a power version of Rob, which is disappointing. But yeah, this uh, this set I, I would love to have in my collection one day. And I will one day when, you know, I'm insane and feel like spending uh, $1,500. I like that your collector's editions are kind of all console-based. Yep. Mine are all game-based. Yeah, because I like consoles. And I like stuff. Consoles are great because consoles are history. Look at, look at that pretty boy. Look um, at him. He looks like Wally. Oh, well, Wally looks oh, like oh look at those cool robots! Oh man, if we're talking cool. favorite console versions, oh. then mine would have to be the Japan-only uh, white Final Fantasy thirteen PlayStation three that was released. Oh, I remember. It that. was just like a piano white mm. with a pink etching of the main character Lightning on the front, and it was absolutely stunning. I do remember that. No, We've no, been no. hacked the dino. <laughs> <laughs> this has been our gaming cast where we talk about the past, present, and future of video games. But this isn't all we do. No. Floppy. Yes. What do you do? I do things on Instagram. Oh. Oh, and by things, I mean I post pictures of stuff that I've bought, mm. stuff that I'm playing. Move your mic closer to you. 
I do things like uh, post pictures go. on Instagram, things I've bought and things I'm playing. Uh, my latest one was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm playing at the moment. And before that, I picked up uh, House of Ashes. That's a nice slipcase. It is a beautiful slipcase. That was the deluxe edition that had the steel case and an art book in it. Nice. Very nice. Some DLC for some acid. For some acid. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he's charging. If you want that DLC, slip in some acid. <laughs> some acid. Some Metal Gear acid. The game on PSP, you... Naughty people. I was talking about the drug, but whatever. Metal Gear, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, and I picked up House of Ashes, which is the third game in the Dark Pictures anthology. First one being Man of Medan, second one being Little Hope, which I'm playing at the moment. Uh, and then House of Ashes, and they've just announced the fourth one, which I, the name escapes me, but yeah. I think this is going to be an eight-part series, and I'm really digging it. Yeah? Mm. Is it going to be uh, worth the amount of money you put into it? Eight games at about 50 bucks each. How long are the games? Five, six hours. With replay value. With replay, because it's all choice and uh, consequence based, like Until Dawn. Right. Same guys that made Until Dawn. Okay. I say guys, I mean that in a non gender specific term. Mm-hmm. Peeps. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's what I do. That's where you can find me. Occasionally mm-hmm. posting pictures. Yep. Ploppy plays games. <laughs> I just wanted to see how long you Man, you're really letting him hang out there. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, Anto! Damn. Anto! Hello. Social media guru, Anto! Disembodied voice, Anto! Disembodied voice, yeah. I'm not going to make Braden keep turning my camera around. Um, yeah, so I do the social media thing. Um, you'll see posts come up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, eventually other platforms when I can convince myself that it's not a terrifying idea to use TikTok. Um, yeah, so like any sort of news updates, thoughts and feelings that I have about topics and things, um, you'll see them go up there. Hack the Dino on Instagram. Uh, it's the same on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere else. And we do stream a lot uh, lately as well. Yes, We've been streaming we Fortnite and... Oh, who's that guy? Um, I've actually got a stream coming up in a couple of weeks when the Pokemon remakes come out. Oh, um, yes. Tell us about that. I've been working in... Well, I guess in my background where my disembodied voice resides. Mm. Um, we keep it in a box. stream overlay. And I'm going to be doing a fortnightly um, stream of the remakes from start to finish. Because um, I've never played Diamond and Pearl. So mm. that's going to be fun. Um, I'm going to be doing it as a Nuzlocke run, or Nuzlocke, however Ooh, you say it. Nice. Yeah. So, what? That'll be cool. Yeah, um, there's going to be graveyards involved, there's going to be tears, and Hell lots yeah. of upset when I lose my favourite Pokemon. Floppy, so, the yeah. gist of a Nuzlocke run that you need to know is that Pokemon can die. Yeah, basically when they faint, nah man, they're dead. I understand. There's a lot of other rules included. Are you but... saying in this game Pokemon are dying? No, 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 it's, no. The, it's a the... self-imposed challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge you, you, you give have yourself. To send them away. Oh. So people make games out of the game. So the best one I've ever done was an Avatar: The Last Airbender one, where you had to choose one of the four fi- uh, four nations: fire, earth, air, or water. One of the elements. Uh, you won the elements, and then you could only choose Pokemon with that specific typing. So I was, Ooh. yeah, I was fire. The Fire Nation. Oh. So I went through and I could only use. Um, so if you come up against water, you're fucked. Well, no, because you have other different typings that uh, you can have, water. like fire fighting. Well, you know, fire. Like, for, for example, you've got um, Luxray. Or yeah, a Growlithe, which is a fire type. But if you evolve a Growlithe from level... Like, if you breed a Growlithe and uh, evolve it straight away with a Firestone, mm. it learns Thunder Fang. Mm. So then that's an electric attack. So when you come up against a Water One, if you outspeed it, which is what you'd want to do with a Growlithe with good I- uh, speed IVs, you can use Thunder Fang. And, uh, yeah, Braden, you love it. Shut up. Pokemon. There's a market on Sunday? Sorry, I'm just looking at the chat. <laughs> 
And you can find yeah, me at a market on Sunday if you're listening to this before Sunday, which most of you won't. But hey, Sunday, there's a market down at St. Agnes from 10 a.m. where you can go and see Game Boy Dad selling things and other people selling other things. I'll, I'll be there. I'll probably go down there. Um, I'm assuming there'll be a box Chrono Trigger there and I'll just buy it. because I'll get there first and I'll buy it and then open it. Okay, and I'll beat you up. <laughs> Doesn't matter, it's still opened. <laughs> you beat me, it'd be worth it. Uh, and uh, I also do things over at Bad Game Arts uh, on Instagram <laughs> where I find the very best in video game art and post it there for us all to enjoy uh, and as was alluded to I've started putting rules up on uh, as part of Hack the Dino on yes TikTok I'm one of those creepy old men it's on TikTok uh, and uh, other things as well <laughs> do that again uh, Braden put it up put it up no 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 put it up put it up Put up the one. So uh, my comment there, <laughs> we can see this skateboarding man, and uh, my comment is, I think this dude just came. <laughs> That's a heck of an O-face. <laughs> He's got dead eyes, though. He's the coolest dude His ever. He's got a stack hat body. on. He's got elbow pads and shin pads on. And a lycra suit. And a lycra suit. On a skateboard, pulling a bit of an uh, face. <laughs> For the podcast listeners. Uh, and then we've got Power Instinct. Look at that dude's toe. What the f- <laughs> It's going right into his mouth. Just going to throw it out there. My toe kind of looks like that. Don't you... Well, it looks like a dare. giant appendage. Yes. You look like you could chisel marble with that. Thing. I have Street Fighter feet, okay? X-Men's Beast. <laughs> <laughs> or Hobbit. I do yeah, try and put up a lot, uh, a lot of games up, but uh, yeah, sometimes I, 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 I fall behind a bit. What else we got there, Braden? Did I put any other... Oh, real... Big Ben face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. The Prince of Persia. Oh, man. I love Prince of Persia. The blonde-haired, blue-eyed Prince of Persia. Mm. You know the, Persia, where all those white people live? Yeah, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Middle Eastern man. Yeah. Well, hey, like Jesus. Jesus, like Jesus is there. <laughs> this is Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> what? Lube Skyballer. That's the one. Anyway, Bad Game Arts on Twitter and on Instagram. Check that out. Uh, as well as uh, Mr. Benjamin on Instagram, where I put up pictures of my video game collection for insurance purposes. And uh, Twitter, where I mouth off about silly things. I can't remember what I said today, but it was dumb. I like saying dumb things. It's good. Like or can't help. They're two different things. Yeah, whatever. Brayden, finally. Brayden. Brayden. Ah. Brayden, what ah. do you do? I do uh, another podcast. Uh, it's a movie podcast. Monday Movie Talk. Uh, where myself and my friends, we get together and we chat about movies. Uh, lately, we've been talking a bunch about uh, the James Bonds, specifically the Daniel Craig ones. Um, where they just went and watched uh, The Last Duel. Um, we got a comment on our most recent episode saying um, that it was uh, this person's three favorite hosts uh, because we only had three out of the five hosts. Um, I was very glad to be who, one of them. Who, oh, who were the other two? Uh, Steph and Alex. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good app. It's a good episode. Good discussion. Good chats. Um, I recommend everyone go and check it out if you like movies and stuff. Uh, our classic call outs, uh, between the episodes of Hack the Dino, uh, we did American Graffiti and then- What'd you think? What'd you think? Uh, not for me. Oh! I knew you were going to say that. What? Nah, it's a boomer's what? wet dream. What? I'm just going to judge you quietly from a corner and not shout about Didn't it. Didn't like it. It's just put me personally. The others enjoyed it. What? You can find more of that on episode 129 of Millennial Movie Talk. What about the music? The music was actually pretty good. I like that. The way that the music yes, came from it the was environment. All diegetic. I did like that. So what you mean to say is it was great. 
the I liked film. the use of music. The film was fantastic. Um, and then the other most recent one we just did was uh, we discovered when we actually recorded the episode, um, none of us have seen any Hitchcock films. <gasps> what? Rear Window is my favorite film of all time. So we watched uh, Strangers on a Train. Great. Which was fantastic. Great. I own um, that. And but yeah, it wasn't until we all got together and we were about to discuss Strangers on a Train that we realised that none of us have ever seen a Hitchcock movie. Please watch Rear Window. So Had- I think Rear Window is on our list. I uh, just watched the Simpsons episode that as ripped well as it off. Don't. Psycho. We watched that the other day though. Um, but yeah, uh, and then we also talked about like Scream and Forrest Gump and stuff like that. Like we chatted about a bunch of stuff in the last couple episodes. So. Brayden, you guys have seen Blue- Blues Brothers, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen? Uh, oh, here's one for you. Battleship Potemkin. You seen that one? I don't know what that is. Ooh, you're in for a Don't trip. worry, Braden. No one has. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, oh, Citizen Kane. You seen Citizen Kane? I haven't, but the others have. And oh. Oh, I can't. It's not that good. It's not. It really is. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why Citizen that is heralded as like the greatest film ever made. Have they never seen the Indiana Matrix? Jones? Anything. Anyway, we've been Hacked the Dino. You have been a. Uh, a Bag of flesh holding bones and semen. Jesus. Some of you. Speaking of which, I think I fucking sat on a testicle. Take us out. Take what out? <laughs>